unless you hold up that mirror so that people can really see themselves, yeah. then we won't get any further yeah. because our hope is that they will then begin to see themselves as a beautiful soul. does forgiving one person in my life have to do with unifying the whole world? What are some tools I can use to live a life of more freedom? These are just some of the concepts you'll hear about in every episode of See One Beautiful Soul. Hey everyone, it's Barbara Heller. Welcome back to See One Beautiful Soul with my guests, Lasitha or Cece and Derek Murray. It is such an honor to know this couple and call them my friends. This is part B of an anointed road. And the reason why it's called that is because Derek in Hebrew means road and Lasitha means the anointed one. And truly being in their presence is like being on a very special path and you feel anointed just to hang out with them. There are still a couple of days left to sign up for my course, Find Creative Clarity, which is a transformational adventure for eight weeks with me live on Zoom. You're going to learn so much about how to take whatever's going on inside of you and turn it into magical art. So if that sounds interesting, please email me at info at Without further ado, here is part B of The Anointed Road, my talk with Cece and Derek Murray. I had to invite, I had to, my friends, my family, Derek and Cece Murray from Missouri back. They're so wonderful. And we got to talking in our last episode that I had with them and it was like three hours and it went by in a flash. We didn't get to do the two stories that I wanted to do. We went in all these different directions, which is great. We were seeing each other's beautiful souls and we didn't get a chance to talk about two things that are just epic. So I'd love to hear about when you guys went to your first and probably only KKK Christmas slash birthday lunch or was it dinner? It was it was dinner. It was a yeah, dinner time. Yeah. So yeah. Well, please tell us all about it. How did you two end up in a place like that? Well, <laughs> we initially went. To, we, we were invited to a coworker's birthday party. Yeah. And so, you know, they said, you know, it's gonna be at the Lions, Lions Club. Lions Club. Yes. Yeah in this town and we're like oh okay we know where that is we've been there before and so of course you know we get to the we get there yeah and we know that we're going to be the only two black people there because she was the first black person to integrate this this place where where she worked yeah Uh, 95 years that it had been established the bank she was the first uh, first black woman first black person, first uh, woman officer as well, you know, officer of the bank as well. So a lot of firsts. So we knew we were going to be the only ones yeah. there. So before we went in, we, we, we do this and we go, okay, you ready? Drum roll. Yeah. Drum roll. Here we go. So <laughs> we walk in, we have a gift. Yes. We walk in and pretty much everybody kind of looked, you know, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. We just walked in and then we saw, oh, there's the gift table. So we went and put the gift on the table. Yeah. We went and took our coats off because it was winter. Yeah, it, was it was winter time. It was December 31st. Hung our coats on the coat rack, you know, and then there were tables and yeah. I recognized someone that I um, had gone to a banking class with. So, of course, I went over and said, hey, how are you and everything? And <laughs> like, well, oh, good. What are you guys kind of, what are you doing here? I said, oh, well, we're here to celebrate the birthday, birthday girl. girl. Birthday, birthday girl. girl. 
And we said, yeah, yeah. isn't this such and such's birthday party? And they, they were like, no, this is a such and such family, family Christmas. Christmas party. And we're like, oh, oh, okay. And she said, you you want to go over to the Lions Club. This is the other, it was one of the other. The VFW. The VFW or we something like that. We were the VFW. Yeah. yeah. We were really they were the Lions Club. Something yeah. like that. So we were like, oh, wrong oh. party. So we go back over, grab the gift off the, off the table. Get our coats. Get our coats. And so people, as we're going, oh, I mean, they were very polite, even yes. though they were staring. One person said, well, did you guys get, get anything, anything to, to eat? eat? And we're like, no, no, we didn't. We're fine. Thank you. Have it's a great like, evening. party. Wrong party. <laughs> and so we walk out. They were like, oh, my God. So the next day, yeah. of course. Well, of course, when we get to our party and then we yeah, we, told to them them we went to the we, wrong one. Yeah, and they just got a kick out of it. They just laughed yeah. and everything. But then the next day, I get to work and my boss, who was not in attendance at the party at all, said, oh, I heard you. It you got cra- around to Yes, I heard you crashed a party. And I said, well, yeah, we went to the wrong place, you know, and everything. And, and he said, well, I just want to let you know that that family that's their family gathering that they have every year and they're a kkk family they're known for their kkk activities it was like oh oh okay he said god had you go in there and if i had known (laughs) no way my big toe wouldn't cross the threshold i mean there's just no way but we just naive as we are just you know chippers can be hey hey, guess who's coming to dinner (laughs) (laughs) nothing on us I mean, it is such a day. You were telling me about Dave Chappelle being honored last night. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so classic Dave Chappelle. I mean, the humor of it. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) two things are crossing my mind. Like, did you give him the poison? Or I hope they didn't eat our food. I didn't want them touching it. Whatever, you know. (laughs) Maybe we were going to be the dinner. Who knows? (laughs) It's terrible. We're like laughing about it, but it's actually really a serious problem. The the other thing I vision I have is you saying we brought a gift and then we took our gift away. And there's something very deep about that. You guys definitely bring the funny out of me, but it's because you're also really funny. And I know you two pretty well, but you're so deep. Like usually my rabbi always says the deepest people are the funniest people. Yeah. And um, there is something hysterical about it. That's true. (laughs) Right? Especially when we did the drum roll. Why would you do that going somewhere? We just just normally wouldn't do that, but we did it. We did it. Just before we walked in. Just before we walked in. Yeah. You are the gift. And it's just such great symbolism. Like, no, let's just take our gift and go. You know, you you really are the gift. The fact that they someone can't see it because they belong to an organization such as the KKK. Yes. Sadly, so those people could feel belonging. Yeah. That's really why they're in it. Exactly. Um, But unfortunately, it's at the expense of hurting, killing, and projecting, you know, racism. Yeah, just to add to the story, you know, we we moved here from the state of Alaska. We were sheltered in a sense, really, because this that's just the nature of the state and the people there. Yeah. Um, you know, we call all the other states the lower forty eight. And it has its own culture there. And so and it's a real culture of people coming together. Yes. Uh, the native Alaskans, uh, the Indians that are indigenous to Alaska. There's many different tribes. Everybody always says Eskimo, but that's just one tribe. Yeah. Many different tribes of, of Native Americans there. Their culture lends to coming together, partly because 
the winters, yeah, you know, you have to come together, help each other, all of that. Yeah. So it was very different, like Cece was saying, coming here. Yeah. And us being exposed. I mean, she grew up in the South, of course, in Louisiana, but yeah. still the Midwest we found out is the last real bastion of real racial divide uh, that has never really been truly dealt with. There's lots of pockets all around here in the state of Missouri where there are still big time issues yeah. uh, as far as race. And so, uh, you know, everyone's seen, you know, Ferguson played out and all of these other things. But even before that, yeah. we were going and ministering in areas where in this state where it was told to us that black people had to leave at sundown, different things like that, yeah. that we found out. So there's a real history here mm. entrenched into the real fabric and DNA of this area of racism that still needs to be rooted out. Yeah. So, and speaking yeah. of rooting it out, so the second story that I really wanted you to share. <laughs> this one hit more home. We were at a, a well-known department store. Yeah, and it and it's and in one of the higher class malls. Malls, yes. The, so, the, the most expensive or the richest zip code in the state of Missouri. So we were at the store and it was a Sunday. We, it was after church and she needed to get a, another couple of skirts that she wanted to buy. So she went into the dressing room and tried on one and then she came out and I said, oh, those those look nice. She said, honey, go get me another size. I just want to, this one is, it might be a little too big. And I said, okay. So I walked over and she's standing at the door still. Well, I walk over to get the skirts. Let me give the, the real details. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll leave it out some important points. Go ahead. So first of all, when we went into the store, there wasn't that many people in there. there yeah, it was it, pretty deserted. It, where the dressing room was, was kind of, you know, in a place that wasn't right out front. The, yeah. the, the department was very large. So anyway, we had gone in and like he said, I said, can you go and get me another size? I need to just check. So he does. And so as I'm waiting for him, I go back into the dressing room and I'm just waiting. And I hear the two sales clerks talking with each other. They're saying, yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy that was in here. He, he's trying to steal something, you know, and everything. We need to we need to make sure we watch because that, I know that's him. That's him. And so and I can hear this and, and I say to myself, I know they can't be talking about Derek. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, special ed teacher for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I know they can't be talking about him. Mm-hmm. So by this time, because I heard them and my curiosity is peaking and I'm like, I know so, it can't be Derek. So I come out and I... No, no, no. I came over. Yeah. I yeah. Came over to you. That's true. By that time, and he's I, made it back. And I'm skipping over, you know, oh, here you go. <laughs> and she goes, honey. Yeah, they were just talking, they were just talking about, about you. Because I, I did what? come out and look and I'm like, Derek's the only person over here. So yeah. it's him they're talking about. And I said, they're saying that you were trying to steal. I said, what? Yeah. Steal what? What? Yeah. I want skirts. I mean, I, not that that's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> um, but no, I don't particularly wear skirts. So I was like, what? I said, yeah, I, I said, get, get dressed. Yeah. So Pretty woman. Up. Big mistake. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And by this time, the other person was gone that she was talking to. And so, Lasitha, and you've left this out, but she heard her get on the phone and say something that, you know, about me. Yes. You know, 
we need to get somebody over here. Da, da, da. Like just security. Yes. yes. So I walk over and I say, hi, can I speak to your manager, please? And she's, I mean, it throws her off because yeah. she's not expecting me to say that. And yeah, she okay. said, I'm sorry, what? I said, can you please call your manager and have them come here now? And he's saying it just like he said. I said it just like that. <laughs> Okay. Well, what is it? What is it? I said, just, just call get your, your manager. manager. I said, because I'm not going to talk to you anymore. That's all I need. And so she calls and the manager comes over and I said, hello. I introduced who we were and everything. And I pulled out my JCPenney card and I said, I am. <laughs> they need to know. I am a many year card carrying customer of, of this store. Evidently, this young lady thinks that I was trying to steal something. And I said, all I'm doing is going and getting a skirt for my wife who was trying them on. Now, I know, you know, the stereotypical thing of we all look alike and all that kind of stuff. I said, but I'm not that person. I said, I'm not. And then she was like, oh, well, no. I said, no, 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 don't even try it. I said, my wife, she heard you talking to the other clerk. She heard you get on the phone. She heard it all. I said, so and we're I not. Said, there's no one else in the store. So exactly. you, you, you were definitely talking about Yeah. That. I said, I have enough money to buy that whole rack of skirts over there. I just want to let you know. I said, I shouldn't have to justify myself. Hmm. I said, since you went there, I'm going there too. And so I told the manager, I said, listen, let me tell you something. I said, this will be a lesson learned. Number one, this young lady, I don't want her fired or anything like that. But this is a lesson. Mm. I'm a teacher. I'm all about lessons. I said, while you are focusing and casing black people that come into this store, mm. I said, there are 20 white people that walked out of here with skirts, okay. stealing them. I said, because you don't realize that when mm. people realize and recognize that you're only focusing on one mm. group of people, mm. then guess what? They come and go, oh, I can easily come in here and take what I want, and I'm out. And I said, and I guarantee you that will happen. The young lady, she was so scared and fearful, but of course, you know, we, we made it known. Yeah. This is not about firing. You just need to learn some okay. lessons. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, I have black friends. And I said, excuse me. I have black friends. Oh, oh, oh. I said, excuse me. Sister. I said. <laughs> I, I have black it. friends. I'm just yeah. prejudiced against the ones I don't know. Oh, no. I there said, we go. I said, please. I, I said. said that, that's a, that's I said, a wrong that's, answer. I said, when you do that, that is. That lets me know. know where you're at. Yeah. I said, because that doesn't make it what you're saying. It really doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't help the issue here. Yeah. And, and if those black friends knew that you were prejudiced against all the other black people in the world, they would yeah. be your friends. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. lose yeah. those friends. <laughs> There yes, we go. Yes. I mean, she apologized profusely. Yeah. She was like, I am so very sorry. I think she ended up giving us yeah, uh, some percentage off. Percentage and, off or something. Yeah. And stuff. It was like 50% off and, and all of that, uh, which was great. Since we've traumatized you, we'll take 50% off. Thank no you. Problem. Yeah. Please don't say yeah. that. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow the very thing that i told the manager yeah. we come back to yeah. that store yeah we go and we, we shopped we got something we came out we're sitting in the car and all of a sudden this white kid comes running out the store and he's got merchandise in his hand he 
was stealing. He ran into the dark because the parking lot was real dark. Yeah. And he runs and he stops right just about next to our car. And I rolled down the window and I just said, hey, God sees you. When I said that to him, his eyes got, I mean, they look like they got as big as his head. And he just froze. He froze. He yeah. didn't know what to, what do. to do. And then he, he, and takes, then he off. takes off. And then the people come running out, you know, and I was like, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That very thing. And then that JCPenney soon after that closed down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I'm all about, you know, when it comes to issues of race and, and everything, we have been through, I mean, there's other stories we could tell you. But when you go through, you have to realize, and, and it's difficult, but you have to say, I'm not going to take this personal attack. Yeah. I need to educate people. Because that's the whole thing is that we're ignorant. So many of our attitudes, and unless a mirror is shown, Mm -hmm. unless you hold up that mirror so that people can really see themselves, then we we won't get any further. Yeah, well, the punishment means nothing. And I think you are on such a high level. I mean, anyone who hears the first part of this podcast with you guys will know that even just spending five minutes in your presence, it says in the Talmud that being around a righteous person, even for a moment, you feel differently. So just being in your presence and that, and that is the goal. I really believe that's why God created us is to be right or as good as possible. People yeah. Yeah. have an animal side. We want to do quote unquote bad, bad things. We want to take that chocolate ice cream, the second helping, even though, you know, we only have one. I think the point is to refine ourselves when we are so seeking punishment and punitive damages where is the lesson it's only going to go so far and it only creates the cycle and when when you can go above it like michelle obama says when they go low we go high like such a profound way to say it because it's short and sweet but yeah you know you did that in this scenario and regardless of whether the store closed that woman and her manager will never be the same that, no. That's it. Exactly. And that's what we were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Let this be a moment where you will change. And that's yeah. what we were able to talk to the young yeah. lady. Yeah. And I said, I hope that this really shows you something. Yeah. That you cannot just look at people and make judgments off of just our exterior. I said, more to people. Yeah. But I get a bigger lesson out of this talk, and that is you and how you showed up in the world, both of you. Because there are some people that would listen to this very talk and say, oh, 50%, they should have had it all done. They should have you know, done a class on it and had a lawyer come in, HR and, and hell or high water. And all of a sudden it becomes this big thing when in a yeah. moment, that woman's children will not be the same. You took kindness on her, I believe, in that yeah. moment. Because yeah. it's so disgusting that for so many years, we just keep holding this space of, no, we can't trust you. No, we can't. Because there's no, if you hold that space, they're going to, I'm going to commit a crime after dark because that's how you see me. However we see the other is how they will show up. Yeah, Unless exactly. they are like you. <laughs> you guys are perfect examples of a lesson that is you have to see yourself as a beautiful soul so that yeah. it can see it even when they can't. You do. That's right. Do. Because our hope is that they will then begin to see themselves as a beautiful soul. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Because when people reflect that, that means they don't like, like themselves. themselves. Really. They really Honestly, don't. They don't like themselves. They don't love themselves. They don't yes. know who they are really. That's right. Because and if so, you did, you would realize the humanity in it. Yeah. You would see the humanness yeah. in it. 
and yeah. then you will be able to treat someone else with that same humanity. Yeah. Mm. That's all. That's what it's all about. Yeah. All of the things that we're seeing right now in the United States going on with racial tension and all of that, it's really comes down to that. I have to, at some point, take a high road, no matter what uh, has been said about me, done to me, whatever it is. And only God can give you yeah. that when you say, God, I want to be better than just what's coming at me. I want to be able to have your eyes, your hand, speak your words to the situation so that then hopefully something will shift in their heart, in their mind. And maybe, and sometimes it's just us planting that seed and someone else comes along and waters it. Maybe it should be called Seed One Beautiful Soul. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we talk, there is jokes, there is laughter, there is singing, and there is dancing. There's movement. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you guys are the greatest. And it's so funny. Like, I dish you something, and you always one up it. You elevate it. Like, oh, oh. Rabbi Akiva said, treat others the way that you would want to be treated. Hillel says it in the Talmud. And the only problem with that is what we just said. You really can't treat someone else the way you want to be treated until you know the way you need to be treated. Exactly. That's That's true. Because if you've been abused, then if you're going to treat someone the way you've been treated, then you're going to abuse. Yeah. Want to break the cycle. But but also, if you've been loved, then you're going to treat someone with love. Yeah. And I think forgiveness is a great step because you both talked last time about how you both had children of abuse, but until you forgave, then you were able to find each other and you you helped each other learn the forgiveness process, which you you don't, I said, told you last time, you don't walk around with abuse on your forehead. It's just very obvious that you are beyond it. So going to the last story, which is, you know, you talk about hitting home and not being a victim of your circumstances. You actually were the heroes, plural, for um, two boys. It sounds like each of you saved one of them. I'd love for you to talk about a situation in which, you know, well, you can tell it, but there was a car accident and you literally physically saved the life of of one boy and probably emotionally (laughs) saved the life of the other. If you want to just for emphasis, because it's it's a timely topic, talk about the race. I, I hate doing this, but I just think no, it's, it's no. important. I no. think it's important. I wouldn't it's normally care, true. but I feel like it's important from yeah. where you live in the racial yeah. tension that's existing right now in Missouri. So go yeah. ahead. Yes. 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 So the players were two young Caucasian boys who were both 12 years old. Yeah. And then the other player was this beautiful young lady, Angel, who we came to find out her name later, which is just so ironic that Angel showed up right after we did to the scene but when you're listening to God yes he'll direct your steps yeah and order your steps as far as where you're supposed to go so and I have to point this out I know it's minute but it's so key to what we're talking about listening and being directed your steps being directed as you're listening so we get up we're getting ready I didn't want to get up I wanted to sleep yeah she did 
I was like, let's just lay in the bed for longer because, you know, it's just been, it's a, been a long, long week. week, you know. And he's like, nope, we're going to get up. Nope, we're going to go. Gonna get, we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go. Like, okay, so I'm getting ready. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not really getting dolled up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I have lots of jewelry. And I'm like, okay, I'll put my band, which I normally wear diamonds all the time. I'll put the band on. And I was like, okay, do I want anything on the right hand? A fun ring? Because I was going to put on a fun ring and a D for Derek and, and I was like no I need to put the journey ring on I have a ring that's diamonds that's it's called said, the journey I put on the journey I was like I'm gonna put on the journey because we're gonna go on a journey today that's Little exactly we what I said the yes. journey we'd be on yes and so okay. we supposed to be at a birthday party that day. But a yeah. couple of days before, because of COVID and all of that, we yeah. were staying in and not going out, just doing what's essential. Yeah. Derek kept saying, honey, I don't think we're supposed to go. And I was like, but we planned we've had this plan for a while and this person's graduating high school and we, you love know, and we love them and we've not seen them in a while it'll be great but he kept persisting and I know enough that the God in him to know okay let it go release it there's a reason that we're, we're not supposed to go and I said okay I'll text our friends and I'll just tell them we're not gonna yeah. you know be able to go, come and everything and so they were fine they were like okay no problem we'll miss you and that yeah. ended that and so yeah. of course so we started our journey for the day yes, we yes. went to the car dealership after that we went and returned something and so then afterwards Lasita said you know what honey I really want an ice cream tea and I said, okay, a slushy, a slushy cause I want a slushy from McDonald's, a lemon slush. And, and I was she was like, like no, nope, I want I'm my ice cream tea. tea. Yeah. And I said, I okay. So I went to where she could get an ice cream tea. I went, she went and got her iced tea. And I said, well, I'll go across the street. There's a Mickey D's over there. I can get my lemon slushy. So we go across and the whole McDonald's was under renovation. I mean, the entire thing, no drive through. nothing. I'm like, what? It was just open the other day. Okay. And I said, you know what? Let's just go back home yeah. to our McDonald's here in our town. She said, well, there is one if we go down and then go down Mexico Road. There's one down there. And I said, okay, let's go there. We drive on down, get my lemon slushy. We come out on this street and the whole incident took place is just right almost at the intersection of our first residence when we moved here to yeah. Missouri. Yeah. I see cardboard in the street. Yeah. And this is five lanes I see some cardboard and then we keep driving and then we look ahead and then I see what I thought because it looked to me yeah. like a pizza box that was flapping in you know road. in the road and I'm like okay somebody you know is throwing trash or they didn't realize the pizza box was on the car and you know that's I'm thinking all of this yeah. and I say it to Derek I was like okay and that was then that. as we looked again we keyed in on a boy standing in the middle of the five lane highway yeah and he standing there as we're getting closer like just like this with a cell phone in hand and he's just and shaking. He's shaking yeah and you can tell he's invisible shock well the, we stop we, immediately yeah, we, when we, we see that we get up closer yeah and then I see there's a boy what she thought was a pizza box was a little boy crumpled up on the ground who when Lasitha saw it because my side of vision she was looking kind of off to the left my side of vision I'm going straight ahead as I'm driving what she was seeing was the aftermath of the boy getting hit 
and tumbling. And what she thought was a pizza box was a person. So we get up there. I, I mean, throw it in part. I put on my flashers. I jump out. I'm calling 911. She goes over to the boy that's in shock standing there and she just grabs him and, and hugs him. And I jump down and I go to the boy and I'm talking to 911. There, in the meantime, as I kneel down, another young lady drives up on a motorcycle. She stops and she kneels down as well with me. And he's and talking I'm to 911, but at the same time, before he even gets yeah, to Tala, the most praying. important thing, he starts praying. I start praying for the boy right there. Yeah. And just said, God, just come on the scene. Bring your angels here. Help him right now. I just pray healing over his body. Life. And life. Not death. Not death. That was the biggest thing. I was like, you are not going to die right here. No way. Spirit of death, get away. As I kneel down and I'm talking, his eyes were fixed. I mean, locked. Both eyes in the corner. And he was just moaning. And and that was, that was it. He was like in a ball this morning. When I saw him, when they asked me how old he was, I thought he was like eight. Yeah, because he was he looked he was so small yeah. in that ball. So uh, I'm telling them what's going on. Angel and I didn't know her name at this time, of course. She's telling me things that are that are happening as I'm going because they said, "Is there any blood?" I said, "No," and she said, "Yes, there's some coming out of his mouth." And I said, "Okay," because I couldn't see that side of his face laying down. I've got my hand on him. She's holding his hand. The paramedics and stuff. Uh, we could see them way down the street coming our way, the fire truck, all of that. Meanwhile, in the meantime, uh, the other young man, of course, when he goes to the one on the ground, I go to the other young man. I immediately hugged him very tight. I mean, very tight, yeah. you know, and I began to pray as well. And my prayer was peace right now. Yes. Peace over us right now. Peace. And Lord, thank you for your peace that's descending right now in this yes. situation, this circumstance. Yes. And, you know, and just speaking peace and over the over him. So, you know, I'm just holding him tight, you know, and everything. Which is really awesome because I used to teach in the school district restraint training because some of our students would get violent. And so you have to, when you're restraining, you have to get very close so that you can feel them tense or relaxed. And then that way you would know when you needed to back off when they were relaxing, you just kind of back off of them. I said, that was really good. I said, honey, you did awesome. I yeah. said, because she was so close, yeah. but she could feel when he would relax. Yeah. And so yeah. then she could relax and yeah. let him know it's okay. Yeah. We're yeah. good. So, and that's what I did. I just yeah. held him and spoke to him and just said, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're said, fine. Your friend is going to be fine. Be okay. I said, my husband's praying. Everything's going to be okay. Just he was thirsty. Yeah. And asked for some water. And she said, I don't have water, but I have an ice cream tea. Would you like that? And he's <laughs> like, okay. So she went and got, and she's holding him the whole time. Yeah. She's walking yeah. with him. Yeah. him. She grabs the tea out of the truck. She gives it to him. So she, he's sitting there drinking this ice cream tea. Meanwhile, people are coming around. Yeah. Different things, different are, things are happening. Yeah. That, that, were just just crazy yeah we know now and people have told us god had you guys there specifically you for this purpose yeah because even the first responders and everything it was so chaotic yeah it was like they didn't know what, what to do almost yeah and i'm like this is just nuts yeah so in the meantime we see over this car that's over on the side and this black woman is standing outside of a car talking on the phone we didn't know she was the one that hit 
yeah. of the little boy. Yeah. Because her demeanor was not one of freaking out. Yeah. We that. just thought that she was someone that had stopped as well and she had and called 911. Like a witness or something. Right. Yes, but she yeah. wasn't. She was so, the actual person that hit the little boy. So, so did you have an interaction with her? No, no we didn't. We, we didn't, we didn't know until after afterwards. everything. Yeah. The police we, officer told us. Yeah. She and was we the saw one. Them, yeah. Talking with her. We and, saw him talking with her and stuff. Yeah. And the one young man that Wasita was with, he told her that I told him not to cross that we needed to cross at the light but instead he crossed right where traffic and yeah when he went across on his scooter it was a scooter the car didn't see him mm-hmm. and until it was right upon him and so that's what it was it definitely but, wasn't her fault because right. yeah. it's so hard to see especially in that blaring sun exactly, exactly. Um, but the fact that she stopped i have three yeah. friends now in the last three years that have been victims of a hit and run and could have easily died at the scene yeah Um, Yeah. one had to go through three brain surgeries and we still haven't found the people who did it and it was at night so it was a little easier to get away yeah Yeah. but shame on them like i feel so bad that they have to wake up every day not knowing if the people that they hit are okay i mean the amount of trauma that goes on for the person who hits and runs and yes i mean i can't even imagine i can't imagine Either. Yeah, I was glad with everything that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, the fact that you could stop both of you, yes. hug these people. You didn't go to a party because part of you was like, "Oh, we might get germs there," and you like go up to random oh. strangers. Yeah, God protects you in certain times. Yeah, it's not even my yeah. brain didn't even go there. Yeah, we just jumped. Both of us jumped out of the car. Boom! Went straight to them. Another reason I wish everyone was like Cece and Derek because. How many of us would drive right past and go, oh, that looked like a pizza box or a little boy. I'm not sure, but I'm not going to stop. I don't want to get killed. Or what would I even do? I can't even like get out of the car and help him because it's COVID. I mean, while you're like, you literally said, I hugged him tight and I gave him my drink. It was like, it was a hundred degrees that day. It was so hot. It was. You know, as I'm down there with the other little boy on the ground that had gotten hit, you know, eventually his eyes were locked. He was still moaning. Probably Um, having a stroke. He was. He was having a seizure. And I could tell that uh, dealing with seizure disorder, I knew that's what was going on. So I knew it just needed to hopefully play out and that it would shift. But one of the things that I realized was he had head trauma because I reached around to the back of his head and there was a huge knot. So I just continued to pray when they finally, as the paramedics and everybody are coming up, his eyes started moving over center and he began to scream Mm -hmm. and just started fighting us (laughs) saying, let me up, let me up. And we're like, no, 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 it's okay. It's all right. And by this time, we found out his name, Caleb. Yeah. And so it's like, Caleb, no, no, you've, you've got to stay still, buddy. You have to stay still. And he's saying, no, his, I want to get up. I want to get up. It's like, no, you can't get up. Hold on. So we're, we're trying to gently hold him down because, you know, he's probably got internal injuries of some sort. So we didn't want to exacerbate that, you know, gently just kind of putting my body over him. So the paramedics finally come over and then let them do their thing. They're trying to put a collar. He's fighting them too. And 
they're putting the collar on him and saying, it's okay, buddy, we got you. Angel and I get up and we look at each other and I was like, oh my gosh, she was like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I said, thank you. <laughs> We're just thanking each other. So I introduced myself and she introduced herself and I, afterwards I could not remember her name. So much going on. I went over to Lasitha and to Blake who was standing there. So I walked over and I said, hi. I said, I just wanted to to introduce myself and Lasitha had already said, my name is Cece. That's her, her nickname, everybody calls her. And I said, I'm Derek, I'm a pastor. Do you mind, Blake, if I, he introduced himself, I said, do you mind if I just pray for you and say a prayer right now? And he's like, please. And so I did. And I grabbed his hands, my face, or my hands, and I put them <laughs> on his on face. His face. <laughs> yeah, not my face. But I grabbed Blake's, and I put my hands, and I just said, I said, God, I thank you that there will be no effects of trauma, just no effects, and that your peace would just just cover him. And Lord, I said, Blake, you are a great friend. And when I said that, he just broke and just leaned into my chest and just sobbed. And uh, Lasith and I both, we just held him. And I said, it's going to be okay. I said, Caleb's going to be all right. He is. And you knew these people for an hour before that or a half hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The police officers, um, one of them that was right there when I, I asked Blake if I could pray for him, he stepped back as like a sign of respect. And I and I could sense that. And he just kind of stood there and I, I just held him and prayed for him. The other officer, there was a, a sheriff, a county sheriff that came over to us and he was more responsive than the others kind yeah, of it was, it the was others very, were, it was very bizarre yeah but i understand our pigmentation and what's going on in the city yes. at that time you know with all of the unrest because there was stuff happening in st louis they don't know what we're gonna say if, you know because that's how some people react to yeah the police, especially all the things that we've been saying in the media right now and all of that. So I know that they were probably a little uncomfortable, but the one sheriff, he came to us and he said, listen, thank you for stopping. There are so many people that don't stop. Yeah. And I said, I don't know how that could be. I said, I just don't understand that. Yeah. But I'm so glad. I said, there's no way we were going to not stop and leave these two boys yeah. standing in the street to fend for them, their own lives. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. We left the scene, went home. Of course, that night we went to bed and I was laying in bed. All I could see was just the vision of this voice in this ball, his eyes locked. And I could not erase that out of my memory. It's it is. I said, I realized now that everything's kind of settled, oh, trauma. So I said, honey, will you pray for me? We were laying there and I, and I rolled over. I said, I, I need you to pray for me because <laughs> I can't get this out. And so she just, she just grabbed me and hugged me and prayed for me that I would be able to sleep mm-hmm. and that that image would be replaced and by I just... removed any traumatic effects. Exactly. From yeah. me. As well. Yeah. Yeah. That really moves me to tears about you both is that there's so much thinking going on. It's like, you know, Angel, she was a white, it doesn't matter. She happened to be white skinned or light skinned. I don't even like saying white and black because that's not even true. There's no one that's black. Yeah. But she thanked you first, right? She did the first thing because she's an angel and whatever your name is, you're just reminded every day. That's why you got to make it a good name, people. Your name, Derek, means on the path and 
We'll see. Yeah. This. You're anointed and appointed. <laughs> and I called this episode the anointed road because your name together, you're an anointed road. You're like appointed oh, and anointed for like God's greatness. So anyway, she's thanking you because she knows she's an angel. Someone's telling her that all day, right? And yeah. then you're thanking her. But if you think about it, yeah. the two of you are thanking each other for showing up the way that we're just all supposed to show up. When yeah. saying thank you, they're also taking ownership. You in that moment were acknowledging her for being yeah. an angel and she was yeah. acknowledging you for being an angel. And then that sheriff, that Holy Sheriff decided to thank you too for doing his job, which is to keep everyone safe. That's yes. it. And I think that just moves me to tears because he's next thing he said was, cause so many people don't stop. That's one of our takeaways today. Don't, you know, stop sometimes to help. Yeah. yeah. Can you, you hold know. a special meeting slash tea party? I'd love to have a spot of tea with anyone that'd like to have a spot of tea. And I think you should. A little I, I think it should be called Thank You for Stopping. And oh, wow. I think you wow. should have a spot of tea to stop. You know, everyone you mentioned in this before, if, if you could gather the one person you knew from your bank training that attended that KKK meal, your boss who told you, hey, I heard you got to that meal because somehow that boss is connected. The people from yeah. Penny, if you could find them. I know. Angel, this boy who was like, I want to get up. Yeah. Hey, yes. Caleb, Blake, the woman yeah. who, who hit them and didn't run, the cop. And yeah. the paramedics who, you know, were around you at that scene. I would love to hear, and I'm sure there are just a few people on the list of many, many that you've helped and the ramifications of all these people that you've helped just by showing up in the world. I would love to attend that tea party because <laughs> you really do deserve it. <laughs> I'd love to do. The good yeah. thing is, Caleb is fine. He yes. got out of the hospital two days later. Yes. Broken pelvis, small fracture, bleed. Yeah. brain bleed that they said was not real serious. They were monitoring, but he ended up going home. That happened on a Saturday. Saturday. He went home Monday. Yeah. And Angel has become one of our dear friends now. Her and her little girl, who's three years old, sent her a message. And then she said, you guys help me stay calm. It was all a blur. Mm -hmm. I remember looking back and seeing Lasitha holding his friend and giving him a drink. And it was just everybody coming together, acting fast. I pray God blesses you guys and that you can all also find peace after such a horrible accident. You guys were very strong in faith, and for that, could I ask if you, you would pray for me? Prayer for me. Yeah. And I said, of course we can't, Angel. You're just two people that we, stop to look and listen. That's we just stop. That's yeah. it. It's really not rocket science, and it doesn't take someone as righteous as these two guys right here, Cece and Derek. Anybody could be an angel. You yeah. just have to look with both eyes and listen with both ears. It takes That's it. one yes. minute of stopping, one minute yeah. of hugging, one minute of sharing your drink. Yeah. It's like we're just too scared to break that film, but you don't have to be. Look, look at the good that comes out of it. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Who knows how much trauma you saved both of those boys by sharing yourself. It really is all in the timing with trauma. And, you yeah. know, I wonder where these boys come from because they, they live in your town. And, and gotcha. if you were to sit with them and their family, what would that look like? Normally in accidents and those kinds of things, you get names, phone numbers. You can check in or call they later. They want your name and number, huh? They we never, never, got, we anything. never got anything. Yeah. Did they get yours though for witnessing? 
No. No. Oh, because you weren't there when he actually got hit. You were just there right after. You weren't there. You were there afterwards. But you would still think that they would have gotten. At least, you know, say, hey, thank you for stopping. Yeah. You know, can we get your information? Just, you know, that happened. For for a report. And I, I wonder if this should be a protocol for both police force and also the medical teams, because when we talk about trauma, in the body and the mind, this would be so important. And it's so sad that it's not even like exactly. not even an afterthought. Especially right. if, if things had not gone the way that they had. Exactly. And we had to literally get on a feed. Yes, I had to search Henry. and it took yeah. me a little bit of time to find the feed the that feed. said boy hit by car. Yeah. You know, that we were like, oh here it is. And then there's a whole bunch of people that which we didn't even know existed that are sending messages. We were actually mentioned in, in some of the feeds of people that were bystanders. Said, oh, there was a black couple that was there. They stopped and da, 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 da. The real sad thing too, his sister, his older sister reached out and just said, thank you very much. But his dad, his, uh, who we know there's a dad, I don't know about a mom, but there's never any anything never reached out to us never said anything the sister that was it you know i offered you know our number and different things but there was no nothing so that we could at least we want to know how he was doing yeah but she did tell us you know he had you know all of the different things and then he also had a fractured pelvis that was the other thing that he's has to be and you know go to rehab and stuff but he's going to be fine so that was that was good but uh, that was his older sister i kind of expected but you don't know a family dynamic yeah. one thing we did find out was that the sister told us listen the grandmother even though she you know responded on this feed she's estranged from the family and we don't talk to her and it was like oh man yeah so you know there's some kind of dynamic there and it's another reason why i made this podcast because i'm so sick of hearing that i know you know that woman who thanked you for helping our family she's estranged we don't talk to her anymore now the healing process is actually stunted centers in it because forgiving yeah yeah i wonder how how he would respond both blake and caleb when you do and i really encourage you to go out there and meet with them so that it gives them a chance to thank you in person because that will facilitate more healing but i'd love to hear from their perspective and and if there had been racism in their heart before this happened and now that these two people, along with Angel, you know, have saved their lives and maybe they didn't trust strangers, you know, what they would feel like now, what they would tell all the other little boys and girls that they know who might suffer and struggle with racism now, having been through this experience, what would that look like? I adore you. You make me want to be a better person. I love you guys. And I'm so honored to know you. And I don't take that lightly. Thank you for giving me your time. It's ditto, ditto, ditto <laughs> with us. We love you. Yes. We are just, we're encouraged by you and yeah. just the life yes. that you bring every situation, Barbara. It makes a big difference. You're a carrier and courier of God's life. Yeah. And so keep spreading it, sister. Okay. We will be in touch. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for people to learn and grow and be inspired by this, this story. Oh, I'll talk you. to you soon. All right. Love you. Wow. How inspired, moved, and opened up are you? How 
joyous is your heart right now. Here are some life lessons or takeaways from this episode. Keep a light heart even when things aren't the easiest. When someone shows you their nasty or negative side, always take the high road because you just never know what could get someone to make a positive change in their life. And when you're replaying the tapes back of your life at the end of your life, wouldn't you want to see that you strive to be a mensch, strive to be the best person that you possibly could. We can't always control others' actions or words, but we can always control our reactions and not let our emotions run us. In every situation, even when someone isn't welcoming towards you, remember that you are the gift. When you show up to a room, your presence is more of a gift than anything that you could possibly bring physically in your hands. The deepest people are usually the funniest people. It's true. It's always a good idea to treat others how you want to be treated, but you really can't treat others the way that you want to be treated until you know how you want to be treated. And that can't really happen until you learn how to love yourself. It all comes back to you. Seeing your beautiful soul so that you can see others and their beautiful souls. And speaking of See One Beautiful Soul, we're going to take you out with the full song of See One Beautiful Soul, which you can find Derek and Cece dancing around to. And they are the very last people to say at the end of the video, love you, Barb. You can check out the whole video of See One Beautiful Soul with so many of my friends and family dancing on my YouTube channel at Barbara Heller, artist and educator. Just look for the playlist, See One Beautiful Soul, and you can't miss the music video. It's right there. This episode was produced by Katya Soto. (laughs) 